I haven't been on the podcast for so long. I've been too busy. I've been too busy baking, bro. Hey, you've reached Cameron Reeser. Leave a message after the beat. Reeser, my brother, it's Reigns. Listen, I know you've been off the podcast for two years, but I have an idea that I think you're really going to like, and it might want to make you come back full time. Call me back. Let's get this thing done. Pro Shots back. Hello and welcome back to the new season of the Pro Shot Hockey Show. I'm your host, Tyler Raines, and you may notice another guy sitting next to me that you have not seen in quite a while. Cameron Reeser, as you may have heard in the intro, is finally, after two years, two years, my friend, is finally back. So welcome back, Cam. It's good to have you with me this year. What have you been up to since we uh, since we last recorded with you? I've been good, you know, still talking to the guys, you know, like it's... it's- been a long time i had technical issues i couldn't record at all on my crappy laptop that i had for god's sakes i couldn't even show myself in anything <laughs> like it's it was awful i couldn't even record it was it was terrible but, but now you're i back. finally got i finally got uh, a great computer got myself Great webcam, great microphone. Like, I'm good to go. I can't wait to be doing this all year with you, man. It's been too long, like I said. And I, if you notice something, yeah. A little bit different. That's what happens when you're in practice and you go to take a drink from your water bottle with your helmet up and uh, your teammate isn't looking and kind of just shoots it right at you. Shoots it right at me, man. Like Knocked it right out. But I'm, but I'm a goalie. I'm a tough, I'm a tough, uh, MFR. You know? <laughs> One of the toughest around. And you know what? What a time to do the show because we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing the show in two parts. So we're going to be recording the first part, um, obviously now, and then you'll be able to check out the second part immediately right after. So we're going to release them at the same time. But for the first part, we're going to look at, the Daryl Sutter extension, which was just announced uh, actually just about an hour ago, just as we were getting ready to record this, we're going to talk about the Nick Robertson extension. The Savannah Ghost Pirates, the newest ECHL franchise, just unveiled their jerseys. And let me tell you, these things are next level, absolutely beautiful. Uh, we're going to talk about the OHL season, the preseason so far. And of course, at the end of the show, we're going to get into our top five for the 2023 NHL draft. So with that just being want said, to clar- just want to clarify that is Jason Robertson. Yes, yes, not Nick Robertson. Yes, so <laughs> he hasn't been extended to my knowledge yet. So, no. with that being said, let's talk about the Daryl Sutter extension. So we just found out probably about forty-five minutes ago that he has been extended to a multi-year extension. Not sure of what his salary is going to be or how many years it is yet, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be in the five to eight-year range if I had to guess. Or sorry, five to six year, not five to eight year. Jeez, he's already in his sixties, like he's not. Yeah, yeah. Won't be around for forever. But regardless, this is a huge, huge signing for Calgary. Absolutely, it is. And you know, Daryl Sutter won those two Stanley Cups with the Los Angeles Kings, of course, in their almost dynasty. It wasn't a dynasty; it was an almost dynasty. 
for them. Exactly. They but, were two within the span yeah. of three years, I think. Yeah. And uh, th- they were literally the eighth seed in 2012. And nobody expected them to do this good. And Jonathan Quick emerged into an absolute superstar. And then the Kings were then the Kings were born. Honestly, they were just born and they were good. And then they lost all their, I guess, literally lose their core players. They lost some talent that really just kind of like losing Dustin Penner was a huge blow to their offense. Oh, yeah, that was a um, huge blow. You know, yeah. Slava Voinov was a huge part of that 2014 Stanley Cup run. They lost him. You what know. an idiot. Well, yeah, that's that's a whole other story for another day. Yeah, but that's, that's a whole other story. Daryl Sutter um, won those two Stanley Cups with the LA Kings. And now he came to Calgary. He was left with nothing but scraps, basically. They built the team up around him. They got Jacob Markstrom. Um, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk were there. And then, of course, with them departing on the offseason, we saw the additions of Mackenzie Weger, Nazem Kadri, and Jonathan Huberto, which I'm going to be completely who, honest, better than the two players that left. So We forgot to mention something. We forgot to mention the Mackenzie Weger extension that happened yesterday. That's right. So there were two eight extensions. Year, eight year, eight year contracts. Worth 6.62, I think. 6.62 million a year. That's a, I think that's a great signing, honestly. And the, that's going, he's going to be in their top four for the next coming years. He's still 28 years old. It's yeah, hard so he's, to believe. So he's probably going to be about like 30, 36, 30, 35, and 36. People, when his and for runs the out? people watching, did you know that Mackenzie Weger was a seventh round draft pick? Think about that for a minute. If he was drafted in the seventh round, anything is possible. If we were to do a redraft today, Mackenzie Weger would be way up there. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But the Flames have been taking. Win after win after win this entire offseason. Going out trading for Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger. They got those two in the deal from Florida, obviously, with Kachuk going the other way. And uh, Schwint, and I believe it was a draft pick, a first-round pick in 2025 going uh, back to Calgary, which that was quite the haul. Obviously, the big signing. Obviously, the big signing, Nazem Kadri. Yep, they go out and they get Nazem Kadri, who's replacing Sean Monaghan, who got dealt to... um, who got dealt to the Montreal Canadiens. Well, he's not really replacing Monaghan, but he's that first-line center that they were missing. So that was a yeah. huge, huge signing for them. And then, of course, they extend Daryl Sutter, who is a great head coach and who has done everything right so far with this Flames team. They extend yeah. Mackenzie Weger. They extend Jonathan Huberdeau. And, of course, Kadri's locked up long-term. So that's, you know, a good chunk of their core already are already locked up. That was perfect. Yeah. I actually heard that Kadri's actually starting on the second line. Which is... He's not start- yeah, I yeah. mean, that, that makes sense. You want to spread out your depth a little bit, right? You want to spread out your superstars a little bit because if you have... Elias Lindholm on one is game. actually the first line center for the Calgary Flames. Oh, wow. I've heard lots of talk yeah. about him being a potential captain as well. Elias which, Lindholm, yeah, that is true. It's yeah. interesting. That's It's very interesting to say the least. Um I honestly think they're going to give it to Hubert, though. Cause it's, yeah, it's, I mean, why? It's just the way it is, honestly. You the, the thing is, though, you don't want to rush that. You know what I mean? When you're coming into, um, and this ties into the Daryl Sutter extension. So he's going to obviously choose a, a captain that's going to be right for the team. And yeah. I think, you know, if you're not going to give it to Hubert, though, I think that 
you know, either Lindholm, Hannafin, you know, somebody who like somebody who has had captaincy experience. Like we saw Noah Hannafin when he went to Boston College. He wore yeah. a letter. He's still wearing a letter in Calgary. I think yeah. like a guy like that, or somebody who's not necessarily like a silent leader, but somebody who's a leader in the locker room, that's gonna be the perfect choice. You want Absolutely. a guy like that for sure. And speaking of extensions, I want to talk about the Jason Robertson extension was a second round pick of the Dallas Stars back in 2017. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. All of these guys who are second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Even his brother was drafted in the second round. There you go. That's crazy. And everybody's just, that just gives you the the motivation to look for a diamond in the rough. Always scout the lower leagues because stuff like this is going to happen. Jason Robertson obviously played for the Niagara Ice Dogs for, for his OHL career. Um, had a one incredible year in his rookie year. And then, of course, he obviously scored that that big 40-plus goal season last year. And everybody's just like, oh, you know, he shouldn't be getting $7 million. He was a second-round pick and whatever. And I'm just like, well, if he keeps up that 40-goal pace, $7 is going to look like a steal. You look at what happened with William Nylander, right? We all criticized him and thought, ah, oh, 6.9, he's not going to live up to that contract. Look at him now. Exactly. He's exceeding yeah, our expectations. Exactly. So I think that this is a good signing for Dallas. Is it going to bite them in the long run? No, not necessarily. No. But for the next no. four years at least, he's locked up. You get a good four years out of him, and if he's still producing on that steady pace, then you might have to offer him a little bit more, right? So – yeah. You know, I think it's a good contract. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I know there have been mixed reactions on, on social media about should we be happy about the Robertson extension? Should we say he's overpaid? Stars fans, you should be happy because this is an absolute win on your part. Absolutely. Anytime that, you can guy, any, anytime that you can get a guy who's a 40-goal scorer, who's a great playmaker as well, who does really well on the penalty kill, who's basically just an all-around great player, for $7 million in today's NHL, that is a huge, huge steal. Absolutely, absolutely. And people were saying, like, uh, and there was actually rumors going around, like, uh, who was it, the owner or was it the general manager? Yeah, the owner. Wanna... It was, it was uh... the owner that uh, he, he didn't want to give, like, young players, like, nine-plus million dollars or anything like that and it makes and then sense the, then the rumors started circulating about jason robertson potentially being traded there was rumors of him getting traded to buffalo that never came to fruition there was lots of destinations that robertson could have went but they got it done and then lo and, and behold at 11 30 p.m on monday night or tuesday literally night the think. deadline the deadline Yep, the deadline okay. before the before the regular season. Yep. Yeah. They signed him. And then he signs. So yeah. and good for him. That was Honestly. that's a really good extension. So final and, word on that one. Stars fans, and, be happy. And we're gonna we're gonna go on to another thing here that uh, also we forgot to mention. The Matthew Barzal extension. Oh yeah, that yeah, you know what? You're right. We have the tons Matthew of extensions. Barzalek. Yeah, the Matthew Barzal extension. Which, that, wow. Which that, was, ins- that was an insane contract. It was... Now look. Yeah. So, it, it doesn't kick in until next year. 
but it was a it was an eight year nine point nine point one five million dollar contract worth worth and worth a total of seventy three point two million dollars. Now look, I I really like Matt Barzell. I have since you know twenty fourteen when we knew he was going to get drafted in the twenty fifteen draft, and I was a big fan of him. Ever since he got picked by the Islanders, I wish the Leafs would have picked him. Every single Bruins but, fan's nightmare. But the fact that they're offering him $9 million just see, now that's a contract that's going to be a little bit risky because if he has a season that, where he's under yeah. 70 points, that's going to start to look like, hey, you know, he's a paperweight on the cap. Absolutely. Like, you have your that's contracts. Like, like if, if, he can, if he can keep producing, then that would be great. But the problem is Anders Lee and Brock Nelson – are those those first line wingers with Barzell? You see, the, you see, these contracts are why I am super concerned. When the, you know where I'm going with this. When thing. Austin Matthews, you know, his contract runs on next season. Austin Matthews contract. Oh, for sure. That I am very concerned to see how much he gets because I think it was Frank Saravalli who was on the Daily Faceoff podcast. He gave uh, his. Um, his 32 bold predictions. And the first one was Austin Matthews was going to sign the first ever max contract in NHL history. He's predicted, he predicts he's going to get an eight year extension worth $16.7 million a year. A hundred and thirty-four million dollars. Well, if that's the case, he better be With putting up. He better put up a hundred and eighty points, bring us the cup four times, and then you know, like <laughs> he'd better he'd better just make this Leafs team the best team that they've ever made. Because I mean, honestly, it's like my dad said. We were having a discussion about this a little while ago, and he was saying that uh, players should not be paid ridiculous amounts of money like they are. You know what I mean? And this is just – and hockey's the lowest paid sport. Think about that. You look at baseball, football, basketball. They're all paid triple, double, triple, quadruple what what these guys are paid. Do I necessarily think that it's – you know, they shouldn't be paid that much? No, but they shouldn't be paid that much with a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to get that much, you look at the Nathan McKinnon contract recently. He's the highest paid player in the league now that doesn't leave a whole lot of, a whole lot of room to do anything else. Especially when you've got Mitch Marner, John Tavares, um, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, whose extension is kicking in this season as well. You know, you really don't have a whole lot of cap to do anything else with. And Ilya Samsonov, mind you, his contract comes up at the end of the year. He's on a one-year deal. What are they going to do with that exactly? That's the question, right? So I think that honestly... Time will tell what he's going to ask for, but I would not be surprised if he if he ends up saying, "Hey, I want the max deal, or I'm out of here. I'm skipping town." I would not be remotely surprised either. But, but and also another thing I want to mention is uh, Leafs fans. Uh, this one's a little bit concerning, but um, Saravalli also predicted that Dubis will walk away. From the Leafs organization. See, now that one I find a little bit hard to believe. I I don't I don't know if I buy it. It's it's called a bold prediction for for a reason. So of course, mm-hmm. take it with a absolute super grain of salt. But 
Yeah, he hasn't been talking extensions at all, which is a little bit concerning, but it's really not. Well, and I mean, I think I understand that too because this is his basically his prove it year. You know what I mean? You have to basically go out there and say, "Ha, yeah, you, you know what? If I want an extension, yeah. if I want an extension, then I got to prove it." So I understand that, but at the same time, you got to think. He's been saying for six year, six plus years now, we can and we will. We haven't done anything. They've signed them to extensions. That's it. We haven't made it past the first round. We've, we have not really made it past the first round still. It's still a very disappointing time in Leafland. And time will tell whether that changes. I think this season might hopefully be a new chapter. We have a good new goalie tandem um, that's looking pretty good. We have some more defensive depth, I guess, with adding Jordy Ben. Uh, got a little tiny bit better on the forward side of things, but I mean, honestly, it's Nick Robertson's going to be in the lineup anyway, so that's that's really going to help out. Um, but anyways, we'll yeah, we'll the, the, just segueing back to the Robertson thing, it's a good contract for Dallas. Oh, for sure, know? it's going to work out for them in the long run. He's still going to. I honestly think he could hit fifty goals in his career. I agree. If, like it's, fifty goal, like a fifty goal season. I honestly think he could. It's becoming more common. He's got, He's got that upside. He, he he had 40 this year. What makes you think he can't hit 40 again? True. What makes you think he can't hit 50 goals? Oh, exactly. I think that you He's give the, him... He is the best player on that Dallas Stars team right now. You give him the ice time and he'll give you a mile. You well, give him, best forward you give him an inch, he'll take I would a mile. Probably, I'd probably say Miro Heiskanen probably is the best player on that team. But Yeah, but he's, other than he's that, a very, very close other second. Other than that... Other than, yeah, Robertson's a close number, too. Absolutely. And I want to move on to what we were talking about earlier. The newest ECHL team, for those who are unaware of it, is the Savannah Ghost Pirates. They are based in Savannah, Georgia. Just unleashed their uh, trio of jerseys. And these, I got to yep. say, these have to be some some of the best-looking jerseys I think I've ever seen. Honestly, the white one is okay. The white one's good, and here we'll we'll get into that. But I basically I want to go by uh, by the order that they posted them. So basically, the first one, uh, I believe this is the home jersey, which the black one, isn't it? Uh, the green one, the green one. I'm not sure if oh, this is the, the home one. jersey. I think this is the home jersey, and then the black one's the alternate. But this is the the green jersey, and I will show pictures of these as well uh, from Instagram, so you can go and take a look and follow them below. It's basically a green jersey with black highlights on the arms or black accents on the arms. And then it's got the white uh, cuffs, which those themselves just look really, really nice. And I like the, the black and white accents on the bottom. I think it really, really fits. Then we get into the green Jersey, which is uh, if you think about the Montreal Canadians Jersey, right? Their white Jersey. It's like yeah. that, but instead of the, the blue in the center and the red accents, or the red in the center yeah. and then the blue accents. It's um, green in the center with black accents. Absolutely. And it actually works really, really well. This one's another one, and I'll put this one up on the screen as well. Uh, and then we get into the alternate jersey, which is the black one. And I think that that one's my favorite. You know how much I like blackout jerseys. So yeah. this one's the black one, and it's got green cuffs um, and the black and white accents on it as well, which I think work very, very well with that jersey. Oh, it does. Absolutely. So it works very well. If we were to give this a uh, this jersey a review and score it at a ten, 
Cam, what would you what would you rate each of these jerseys? Okay, green one, I'd probably give that personally a nine and a half out of ten. Okay. The black one, I'm definitely giving that a ten out of ten. Okay. That jersey's absolutely gorgeous, and then the white one, honestly, maybe a seven and a half out of ten. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think the white one I would probably give a seven, probably like a six or a seven. It's not the most creative, yeah. and I I'm not really a huge fan of it, but it's okay. It's it's palatable, I guess. The yeah. uh, the green jersey, I, I'm gonna give that one an eight. It's not the worst, but yeah. I think it could have done without the white cuffs. I think that's what kind of just um, pulled it apart. And then, of course, obviously the black jersey. Like, I'm, I'm not scoring it any lower than a 10. You know what I mean? Like, that that right there no. is easily the best. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Now, before, um, before we move on to the NHL preseason, I wanted to talk about the OHL a little bit. So, this is obviously week two of the OHL season. Last year we saw it start, or last year, geez. Last year we saw it start a little bit later. This year it's, uh, it's right on time. But these past two weeks, the, the season's been going on. So now we see a little bit of what the standings are like. The Erie Otters cannot believe this. They are 0-4 to start the season. Yeah, very disappointing. And a team who you thought was going to be like one of the best. Actually, no, they're not. Yeah, no, they're, they're 0-2-2. Well, yeah, 0 and, we'll go 0-4 because they haven't yeah, won a game much, yet. Yeah, yeah surprisingly they are not the worst team in the league. Nope. What if I told, what if I told you the Kitchener Rangers and the London Knights were bottom of the Western conference? And nobody would, nobody would believe us. Honestly, the London Knights are Owen two on the season. They have not won a game. The Kitchener Rangers are Owen three. Awful, 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 awful. The top three teams brace yourself for this one. The top three teams in the Western Conference are the Flint Firebirds, the Owen Sound Attack, and the Saginaw Spirit. Saginaw, who was the worst team by far last year. Yeah. Is in third place in the Eastern and the Western and Conference. And then your and then your top and then your top uh and your top three for the Eastern Conference is the It's the the uh, Oshawa Generals at number one. They're uh three and one. North Bay Battalion, yeah. three and one, and then obviously the Ottawa sixty seven two are the only team that's left standing undefeated. Three and oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which yeah, it's it's, it's crazy yeah. to think that the generals crazy. are the only or the the sixty sevens are the only team that's undefeated. The, you wanna know what's really crazy? What's that? The Midwest Division, there is only there is four winless teams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because Erie, yeah, Erie, Guelph, London, and Kitchener. The only They're team that's won a game. Winless. The only team that's won games is Owen Sound. The Owen Sound attack. <laughs> Which they are starting to look like a big threat in the Western Conference this year. Oh, absolutely they are. And Oof. I'm all for it. Now, obviously, you know, we're obviously going to do uh, Inside the Tank tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. But the Mississauga Steelheads have been, the last couple of games, I'd say, um, they've been good, but they could be better. 
you because, will hear that on Inside the Tank tomorrow. Yep. The uh, the game against the Erie Otters last night was was pretty solid. And I mean, the more that you see games like that, the more that you see quality hockey like that, the better it is. So, you know, the OHL obviously, with these, uh, these last two weeks being the start of the season, there's obviously a lot more to go. But I think if we are picking early favorites, I think you're definitely going to want to look at the Owen Sound attack up there. Uh, the Flint Firebirds are are definitely going to be a team up there. The Oshawa Generals, General, Joshua Generals for sure. Yeah. This, the Mississauga Steelheads are going to be up there, absolutely. And of course, you know the Ottawa Sixty Seven. There's there's no question that those guys are going to be the tops of the the tip of the iceberg, I guess. Yeah, North Bay is definitely a team to watch out for as well. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But it's going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited to to see how it goes. Now we can move into the NHL preseason. So it's coming and going very, very fast. The regular season is coming up this coming week. And how do you know it's the regular season? Because NHL twenty three is dropping on Tuesday. And they always release it three days before the uh the regular season starts. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but uh, single year. it's going to be really, really fun. I want to talk about some players who have impressed us the most, <clears throat> excuse me, throughout, um, throughout the preseason. We'll go with our, our top uh, five. So number one, Absolutely. I want to talk about Shane Pinto. He has been nothing but impressive with the Ottawa Senators so far. I see why they want to keep him around. You know, a lot of discussions were if Chikrin goes to Ottawa, then Pinto would have to be involved in the deal. He has had a lights-out preseason, and that's something that I absolutely love from him. He was obviously, as you know, injured last year. Didn't really have a whole lot to to do with his rookie season, but I think that this year it's going to be a lot better. He's going to be healthy. They're going to get a lot more out of him, and I think that he's really been impressive. The way that he moves the puck, the way that he backskates and – uh, you know, breaks up all these plays is just incredible. So I think that Shane Pinto is is one guy who's really impressed me. And I know that you were talking about one guy, Dennis Mulligan. Oh, he's been he's had a resurgence, to say the least. Like to say that he had a resurgence is not even the wording here. Because we saw he's been in, incredible. I think it was twenty nineteen or was it twenty twenty when we got him at the deadline from Florida. I think it was 2020. I think it was, yeah. And yeah. Mason Marchment went the other way. He yeah. came over, just didn't really look like anything super really promising. Yeah. And then he goes back to Switzerland, has a lights out year, comes back, and then it's just a, a, a new player. Yeah, it was 2020. Okay, yeah, so that's, yeah. And he comes back, and he's he's just a new player. Absolutely. What do you I like about? Know the, I don't know. I uh, don't know. The Leafs are stung about Mesa Marchman like emerging. I know that's that really sucks, but you know, like he's gonna have a good year in Dallas. I think honestly, Dallas took a chance is taking a chance on him, and I think it's gonna work out for them just fine. Mm-hmm. Would be great. Would have been great to see him on the Leafs, though. We definitely need that grit. Oh, for you know? sure. But and as good as the skill know. is, we definitely need the grit. But what do you like about this new look, Dennis Mulligan? 
Paul, he's he's been absolutely electrifying. You know, like is whenever he has the puck, he always makes the right plays. He's he's he always he, he's a good he, he's just a good player all around. He's he just needed that he just needed that here in Switzerland. And he absolutely tore it up there. And now he's coming back with a vengeance. Yep, he needed that extra push and he got it. And they... I want and I wanted to mention a player that were that and I just want to mention another player here that uh we weren't supposed to mention, but I have to mention him because he's he's honestly one of the most under the radar players in the preseason. Dylan Holloway. Yes. Dylan yes. Holloway. He has been incredible. To say the very how least. Points, how, how many points does he have in the preseason? Like, was it like seven or eight points in like five games or something like that? Oh, it's incredible. It's He's been incredible. He's definitely going to be making the Oilers this year. And it's not even a, it's not even up for debate. Oh, 100%. And, and you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You can come back to this video. Dylan Holloway, the way that he's playing right now, is a dark horse for the Calder Trophy. I am telling you oh. this right now. Okay, that's a little bit surprising. I wasn't expecting that for sure. He's a dark horse. He, he's, he's tore the preseason off. Speaking he, of... If he keeps this up, he's, he could. I don't think he's going to win it. Obviously, I think that's either going to probably go to obviously the the three favorites. Obviously, Owen Power of the Buffalo Sabers, Matty Beneers of the Seattle Kraken, and Mason McTavish of the Anaheim Ducks. Like those are your three favorites right there. Yeah, and I mean honestly, speaking of a dark horse for the Calder, another player that's really impressed me is Brad Lambert on the Winnipeg Jets. They actually just sent him back to Manitoba, so which that might not be a bad thing for him. If he's playing in Manitoba for the year, it gets him used to North American ice, and I think that he's definitely going to be a, a dark horse for the Calder in twenty twenty four, which is next. Absolutely, season. yeah, yeah, he could be absolutely. I think you know he, the favorite there. Obviously, it has to be. It's going to be Connor Bedard. Like it's, it's going to be Connor Bedard. It's Connor not even Bedard a question. And Connor Bedard. We're going to be mentioning him here in a bit, but, you know. But Brad Lambert, I mean, just the way that he uses his speed and somebody who is, who's, you know, people have said he's got a lazy work ethic. He doesn't put his heart into it. He certainly showed that in the preseason with Winnipeg. Absolutely. Like, there's, did, yeah. there's no question that he is going to be an effective forward for that team. Absolutely, absolutely. He was, you know, creating scoring chances left and right. He did score a goal and, a, and an assist. Uh, had one of each, which was really nice to see. And overall, he's really looked good. And speaking of forwards who really look good, uh, number five on our list, and I know that you were pretty high on this guy, is Andre Kuzmenko from the Vancouver Canucks. Andre, Andre Kuzmenko. Now, lots of people were, were saying, like, is he going to do good? Is he going to be... Is he going to be, you know, maybe in the next Kaprizov out of this type of situation? He's going to be like Panarin. And honestly, it's looking like that is certainly the case. What is up with these players that come from Russia and they just absolutely knock the lights out? They're dominating. That's what they it is. They are. They are. 
it's like Kuzmenko is is already used to a North American soil. Which like, some players adapt faster than others, but that was just that's incredible. The way that, that he's played game, is... that, that, that game that he played against Seattle, he had like two goals. He had like two goals mm-hmm. and an assist. Yes, he did. And he's going to be taken. I don't think he's going to be taking over that first line, though. I think he's only going to be playing. Oh, he'll play first line for sure. Let me let me actually check this right now. Actually, I need to actually check this out. So Andre Kuzmenko right now. Oh, this is a good line. He's playing right now with uh, Patterson and another player who they signed uh, recently. Well, I mean, it was over like two months, two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be a good player for them as well. And another player that's going to be under the radar for everybody, Linus Carlson. Yes. Linus I agree. Carlson, who who uh, was the leading scorer of the SHL last season. Yeah, he's there's a lot of really good players and prospects that are coming up through the pipeline. And I think you're going to be very exciting to watch. So we're looking forward and to that. Absolutely. Definitely, you guys definitely got to watch out for Andre, Kuz, uh, Andre Kuzmenko. Another player you have to watch out for for the uh, Calder situation is Vasily Podkolzin. I agree. I don't even think he. I don't even think he is he a rookie this. Uh no, it would be I, his second season. I don't think he's eligible. Oh no, it's his second season. Yeah, okay, his my sophomore bad. season. Okay, my bad. But if uh, like Podkolzin was a rookie this year, you know, like he, he probably would be in there. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And then before we move on to uh, the second part of our episode, which you can check out immediately after this one, uh, Matt Murray. I want to talk a little bit about the legend himself in Pittsburgh, Matt Murray. Wow, Absolutely. has he been incredible. Oh, I yeah, think through he's been great. Four preseason games or three preseason games, the stat that I saw, he had uh, no goals allowed until last night. And uh, he's he's also notched an assist. He's played the majority of the games. He's looking in the best shape of his life. Absolutely. And I got his... It's looking like we are seeing a resurgence out of Matt Murray, and it's great to see. It's great for Leafs fans. Back-to-back Stanley Cup Matt Murray, potentially. Might be getting some of that back. I wouldn't doubt it. And if Matt Murray plays the way that he played in the playoffs, then the league better be on notice because the Leafs are, if Matt Murray plays the way that he's been playing in the preseason, look out. Honestly, this Leafs Leafs game could do some absolute damage. And it's going to be super, super incredible to watch. Now, we'll talk more about that in part two. But until then, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, and share it with all your friends. We'll see you in part two, coming very shortly.